From the halls of Heartland in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, welcome to the Bonus Content Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Dugan, Brent, and Carrie share a quick tip, update you from the weekend, and whatever shenanigans might ensue in today's episode. Now, here's your hosts. Okay, I have an important question as we begin. Uh, as you know, typically I've begun e- every podcast with a what's up. Uh-huh. That's just kind of been my staple. But I've been seeing and listening to different shows where in, in a, a variety of, of tones and, and volumes and stuff, they begin with the phrase, welcome in. And I've always liked that. I just thought that was a cool hmm. phrase to when you're, when you're welcoming somebody into a, 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 yeah. what they're listening to or watching. Yeah. So my question is, do you think I should keep kind of the, the, the vibe that I've been doing, but instead of saying, what's up, say, welcome in? It's quite, I'm putting it to a vote right now i feel like every week should be a surprise no that's too much wow to have a different greeting every single way shot down right away no no, no. It, it would be too much to I, come up i with. don't feel very welcomed <laughs> in right now i can tell you that you're already in i don't have to welcome you um i like the welcome in okay all right I let me try it now yeah i'll ahead. try it now and then if uh, you know i might need to evolve a bit to, uh, yeah and you can kind of add your own spin on it as you go <laughs> you know what i mean welcome in welcome here Welcome. I like welcome in. Come on in. No, I like welcome, welcome inside. In. Or what? Oh, we they we should be saying thank you for welcoming us in. You know what I mean? Because they are choosing okay. oh, that's us in right. their brains Damn. and their ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's interesting. I don't know oh how to make gosh. that. A, yeah, a, I don't know either. <laughs> uh, like a quick greeting. That's like a dark path to thank go down. Thank you for letting us into your ear holes. <laughs> that doesn't. That's not a great. All right, let yeah. me just try welcome. Try in. welcome, and I like it. Okay, here we go. Now, now we're gonna begin. Welcome in, everybody, to the Heartland Bonus Content Podcast. How was that? Was that okay? I that was good. It. It'll get yeah. better. It'll get better. And I think if the content is like heavy, you could just like change the tone, welcome and it means something else. You know? in, <laughs> welcome in, everyone. Welcome. All right. Well, there was our intro. Welcome to I like the it. Bonus Content Podcast. My name is Dugan. I'm here with Brent and hello, special co-host Jake. What's up, everybody? What's up, What's up everybody? Nope, How's that's that? Good job, dude. <laughs> all, right, all right, get out of here. You're he fired. doesn't know his role. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> it is boys' club today, fellas. Uh, oh, it boy. is dudes' club. That means it's going to be a pretty bad episode, from what I, <laughs> I understand. <would> <laughs> Not appropriate, all, probably. Yeah, the ladies that we have are always way more interesting with many more uh, great clips. We got Blessing, producer extraordinaire, uh, over on the the uh, with the techie stuff, with the keys and the buttons and the levers. Uh, oh keeping God. it real over there. <laughs> Thanks, Preston. Pull the lever. We, we have had. Uh, what's that from? Um, Emperor's New Groove. That's such a good, such movie. a good movie. That is the most underrated animated movie in I, history. A thousand percent. That agree. and maybe Fantasia, but that takes oh, the case. Yes, the singing and Fantasia is. I remember watching it as a kid, going, "This is dumb. There's no story. There's uh-huh. no characters. There's no dialogue. And there's a lot of whales hooked. that look like stars, right? Am I thinking <laughs> of the right one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of whales. I'm out. Wait, this is what's, what's Mickey doing in the robe? I'm confused. Oh man. Um, yeah, Emperor's New Groove. Holy cow, that's funny. Yeah, because that is David Putty. David Putty. Yeah, and David I don't even Spade. know that guy's real name. And David Spade. What's yeah, that guy's I, real name? I couldn't tell you. Patrick. War button? Wow. It's something. You knew it's it? Patrick Warbutton or Botton. Because he's done like sitcoms that War have failed button. and stuff. He's funny, dude. But he peaked yeah, with Putty. Yeah, he is. I peaked love with this Putty. All right. Uh, welcome welcome into the pod. Uh, we got some fun stuff for you. Actually, uh, I'm introducing a new segment. 
Oh, that right. has always been a segment, uh, just has never had a name. Uh, but we're going to call it our opening bunny trail, where we it's just stream of that consciousness. That is true. It happens But every typically, time. here's what happens. Typically, because we're all friends and, and love each other, even before Blessing hits record, we're talking about interesting things. And then we have to be like, okay, stop. Let's record the podcast. That is true. So we were talking about some stuff, and, and we were talking about the pendulum of oh, gosh. generations swinging from... And this has happened. I've talked about this in Christianity, where it swung mm-hmm. from like a little more conservative to a little less conservative. We're murdering back. people for not being Christians. Then well, we're yeah, like, I mean, welcome. Well, you know, it was really, a dark. Yeah. It was a dark I know season. it's dark, but it is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's right. funny. We can mm-hmm. just right. ex- just always. Yep. Mm-hmm. But and so even in, even in Christianity, like the pendulum swung from like higher fire and brimstone. You're going to hell unless you uh-huh. say this exact prayer and mm-hmm. give this much and take this sacrament. And then it swung to, you know, Protestantism, which was mm-hmm. like what much more open, much more free. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of swung back. You know what I mean? So, and now right. it's like we're yeah. kind of swinging back towards a very high inclusion uh, perspective. And the generation now is like anything goes and anything's open. So anyway, all that to say. But I heard I read this very interesting uh, commentary, online commentary. It was a I'm assuming it was a what's the age of baby boomers? Uh, 1946 to 50 something. Wow. I'm a fact check. That's amazing. You knew that with that specificity. All right. Well, you're so close to it that it's like, (laughs) you're going to have to speak up for the old man, Brent. (laughs) Let me turn my hearing and Uh, so it was, this boomer had posted something online. Wow. You were pretty accurate. Oh, what was it? 1946 to 1964. Oh, 64. Gosh. That makes sense. A generation Mm -hmm. being a 20 year span. Anyway. So this, this, uh, person was complaining and it it was something like, Mm -hmm. Hey, every cashier everywhere, when I say thank you, the correct response is you're welcome. Not no problem. Okay. And I was like, okay. And I've heard people say like boomers, like jokingly say that, like, Hey, don't, don't say no problem. Say you're welcome. But I read this, the comment, some of the follow-up article and commentary was very interesting. And it was basically saying, speaking of this pendulum, the reason millennials or whatever, the next gen, uh, say no problem is because it has been taught in us that serving someone else is kind of the expectation, not the exception. Yeah. Whereas mm. in the past, it was like serving someone or kind of going above and beyond was like, hey, look what I've done for you. Mm-hmm. And so when someone says you're welcome or thank you, you go, you are welcome like for this this thing that I have given you that goes above and beyond what's expected of me. Interesting. Whereas nowadays there's so much like social justice and like, you know, mm-hmm. spread you know, spread your money around and give to this and give to this cause, support this cause, march, post, tweet, support, whatever. That the generation is more of this idea that like, hey, helping other people, even if it's in my job description, yeah. that's what's expected of me. Mm-hmm. And so when someone says thank you, the response is like, yeah, no problem. Of course, no problem. This was not, huh. this was, this, this is what I should be doing. Uh-huh. I have not gone above and beyond. Like you don't need to thank me because I have done something extravagant. I've just been living as any human should. I thought that was interesting. I, I can see too. both sides. I can honestly say I've never given it literally any thought. But it's ever. funny because I have heard people, you know, folks uh-huh. in that maybe boomer age uh-huh. say, Hey, why do you say no problem? Just say uh-huh. thank you. And I've never put my finger on like, well, I don't mean no problem as a less polite response than yeah. saying I mean, you're welcome. Like, right. No slide off my back. Right, yeah. I'll it's like, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course I would. Yeah, I would well, do and, uh, and, I feel and like... they're right in saying sometimes the idea of saying you're welcome feels a little like, 
look what I have done. Like uh-huh. you are welcome mm-hmm. for what I, I mean, I'm not saying that's your intent whenever you say you're welcome, but yeah. I remember thinking like, oh yeah, subconsciously, I think that's why I would default to no worries. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, and then I think to like, I think yes. And then I think what people tried to, in my, maybe more, am I a millennial? I can't remember. Yes. In my generation, then the fix became like the idea, which are good, but also I think hot talk, hot take <laughs> that they can be bad is this idea of like boundaries. And then like really um, like the response when it comes to time and thank you. Like, so that I think in my generation, we went the other direction of like, now you have, because we feel so inclined to say yes and to mm. sacrifice our time mm. or our wants oh, or our desires that it like became like now we put in place which are good yeah these boundaries that like have it but then you swing it's again it's like so funny because we just Pendulum. keep talking about these swings because then you like go that direction of like these are my your boundaries almost become like walls that like yeah. you're just like so it is funny how you just like where yep. is the middle ground of that because yeah i am like that way anyone could ask me if it was even the detriment of like I'm like, oh, I have something on my calendar with mm-hmm. my family. Like we're doing this thing. And someone was like, hey, can you help with this? Like it is like a tension point mm-hmm. yeah. between my and Hannah's like conversations where I'm like, yeah, like of course, I wouldn't even think about it. I'd be like, yeah, like that's like what's expected. But it's OK to have like the thing to say. I was no, just going to say, I, I know people on both sides of that uh-huh. wall that I know many people who I'm like, hey, it's it's OK to say no. Like you, uh-huh. you should uh, yeah. no is actually honoring in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people on the other end where I'm like, hey, maybe uh, maybe you could, get outside of yourself a little bit. Maybe uh-huh. you could like say like you could be uncomfortable yeah. for someone yeah, else for a could, moment. You could, I, mm-hmm. We talked about this at Regeneration last night and it's just one of the most brilliant phrases I've ever heard. And it's been said in, in different ways, so this is kind of just semantics. But we were talking about rigid flexibility. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a great concept. And so we're talking about in the context of recovery where it's like we have a structure, we have an order, we have a plan. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, anytime I've uh, expected God to fit in a box or structure or plan, he has obliterated that plan and box <laughs> and said, I, I am much bigger than that. I you cannot yeah. box me. Mm-hmm. And same with like people, you know, people are so complex and especially, you know, us talking about like recovery or, or becoming healthier. It's like, yeah, you, the minute you set out like what the five steps are going to be, Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, oh, step two should be different. And there's actually nine steps. And I, I mm-hmm. seventh step, I think I have to wait till some, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I love that rigid flexibility feels like such a great, great life perspective. Huh. Rigid flexibility. Yeah. All right. Well, there was our opening bunny trail and it will not be our last, I'm assuming. Oh, I'm sure it will yeah. be. All right. Well, let's get to our first official segment, our weekend update. All right, we have a weekend update. Currently, right now, going on outside of this wall behind me Ugh. is a blood drive. It smells like blood in the air, people. <laughs> oh my God. It literally does. You what does blood smell? Blood sm- like? Coppery, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like metal. metal like I'm in a warehouse of just blood sacks. All right, well, first everywhere. of all, there's yeah, there's not just blood all over the floor. <laughs> it could be. They're sanitarily <laughs> packaging it yeah. to save lives. But at any moment, you could walk out there and <laughs> oh like a cord gosh. come loose and just what? Yeah, That's never happened. I don't know. It I don't just think is, it just sprays it like this a loose is like garden I love. Hose. It's like don't. <laughs> It's like, don't oh come for me. I love that people are helping people. I just wish we did not do it here. Hey, do you remember <laughs> Do you remember when you, you and Carrie and I recorded a live podcast? During whilst you, oh, that's right. Getting blood and your lips yeah. were changing colors. No, shut and up. Your face was not. like getting oh my paler gosh, and it made dumb. me so scared. You're dumb. Well, thanks for to your all safety. of you. 
Not Brent. Thanks to all of you who are donating blood to save lives I around know. the Dane County if, area. I mean, I don't need to say this to toot my own horn, own horn, but I do give some financial support to the Red Cross. That's not as good. There you go. So just think That's about not that. I want to just good. throw that out there. Yeah, so somebody's dying. They're blood. like, here, we're going to try to shove this here's 20 five in your bucks. vein. Here's, here's five bucks. <laughs> For some you're, reason, this $5 bill. 50 bucks richer, but <laughs> this will get you half we of know Starbucks you're, you're about drink. to bleed out, but here. <laughs> You want to buy I stuff? <laughs> I think if it came down, like was if dark. it was like I'm live sorry, action, got, someone needed my blood, maybe I would do it. Like if it was like one of you, like right in front of me, <clears throat> sliced open your arm and they were like, we need you Whoa. to give Jake blood. I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay. What if, what about <laughs> Thanks, this? Brent. What if you found out that you had whatever that most, the most rare blood type that's like universal. Mm-hmm. What if you found out that? Would you, would, mm-hmm. would you say, okay, because I'm, the Lord has, has, Blessed, blessed me with, with the best this blood, like which X-Men I wouldn't be surprised blood. if I had the best okay. blood in the entire world. But they'd be like, <laughs> "You would take your blood." But Honestly, this your pride is, is so too- bad. But my first thought was like, I would find a way to profit. I that's terrible. Wow. No, that's the entrepreneur in you. There you I go. Know. I would be honest, like. Brent. No, I just, I Speaking really of which, hate giving blood. This past weekend, John talked about money. <laughs> money! And I know. Brent's <laughs> trying to make a bloody fortune. He hey. talked about how we should start with giving to others. Okay, be honest. <laughs> when he was asking the questions of like, think of a time, how did he phrase it? Like, think of a time where you spent money. Yeah, like, yeah, money, uh-huh. like great you joy, were the most yeah. fulfilled. Was it oh, about you? Yeah. Was it a like you thing? Because mine was a you thing. A hundred percent. Mine. Was I thought too. of both. Yeah. I thought of things for me, but then I did think of, although I do the things I thought of for me, I remember eventually realizing that faded after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Whereas I agree. When I have felt fulfilled because you would of others, on to it. That, mm-hmm. that has not totally faded agree. and it's been fun to like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, he gave the example of like, Compassion International, uh-huh. where it's like, and they do. I mean, that's such a fantastic company. If you don't sponsor a child or five, yep. I recommend it. But that's always great because there's like the letters that you go back and forth. You get the update. You have a picture, and so there's kind of that relational, like, com- continuing component. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I did think of both. But I also remember uh-huh. thinking like, oh, but the thing I thought of for me that at whether it was like minutes or you know years after eventually was not fuf- as fulfilling you wouldn't have yeah. think of that right cuz you know what moth and rust moth and rust are destroying stuff that's yeah. true but that heavenly treasure that's uh they mm-hmm. spray that with something so rust and moths <laughs> avoid it and can get to yeah it was great i think if you and this is not shaming anyone because this is a majority of people i think in the church have like a weird tension with money in the church mm-hmm. this was like a re- like great perspective yeah. like it it was one of the best i've heard that you oh, for sure. felt challenged but not challenged necessarily to like empty your pocketbooks right for her because right. that wasn't the point <laughs> no not at all yeah. and so if you are like need some redeeming of financial conversations in the church this one i thought was like just excellent yeah yeah challenging but in a way that was like well yeah i was gonna say i love yeah and what you're saying is totally true i love when there's like biblical wisdom that you don't necessarily have to be a jesus follower Uh uh-huh right to to be like okay i see the i see the wisdom in that and yeah as john did it it, it, the ending was not so we'd love for you to give money Uh right it wasn't a pledge drive right right it was yeah that's a way to give if you want that's biblical (laughs) i mean that's very biblical and yeah yeah money is so fun because even the lord it's like the only time in scripture that God says, test me, like test right. me. And if you live uh-huh. generously, see that I won't bless mm-hmm. you m- more. So I love that, that God's a little bit like, Hey, this isn't about me taking your stuff. In mm-hmm. fact, the more that you willingly give, 
the more I'll give you. Right. Yeah. When 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 your heart's right. But man, I thought the way that John, the logic of how he progressed through that. You know, again, like nobody could argue mm-hmm. and go, wow, look how he's manipulating. It was like logically, no, no, no. Here's typically how we order spending. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like us and taxes and debt and whatever that, that order was. And then he was like, but actually, if you think about it, the first four it's are really all, kind yeah. of all about us. Mm-hmm. And then it's other. And he was totally right. It's like scripturally, the the script is uh, mm-hmm. exactly flipped uh-huh. to go give first and then God will provide you enough to. Yeah. Um, there was someone in my rooted group that... They had a really cool connection for them. They um, give, they they would say like it's hard for them to give financially, which I think mm-hmm. that happens to people you go yeah, through different seasons. But they, so they do give, but then certain times they'll be like, like when we did trunk or treat, they got to purchase a few bags of candy and that was like mm-hmm. how they gave. But it was like they were saying the impact that it had on them for hearing the girl who got baptized who had came to the reason why they bought candy oh, was because wow. yeah, they heard yeah. the story of the woman mm-hmm. getting baptized whose kids came to trunk or treat and that's why she started coming here oh, that's mm-hmm. and fantastic. they were like what a way to like yeah and so they were like it felt so like when we first heard it we were like wow. oh yeah but then they were like really we, the husband was like but do you remember like hearing that woman like her mm-hmm. life was changed because that was like the door and so Dude, it really was so cool. like really interesting to think about then just generosity in general and like that they bought bags of candy mm-hmm. and like were so, but it was like out of the heart was like, I want to provide a space for people to feel loved. And yeah. Yeah. So it was really like, yeah, the whole, all of it, just like this idea of generosity in general was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved it. And that story was like, man, yeah, it's not just about like, yeah, give your tithe and write that. But it's like, what does it look like to find unique ways? We just did love your neighbor and like mm-hmm. seeing people's mm-hmm. generosity and yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It's like really rooted in like your heart, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. Uh, we had great rooted discussion. in your heart. There you go. Uh, it was rooted. definitely the. It was funny though. It's always a little stiff when people talk about money and giving. So yeah. to start the conversation, we were all like, "Who's gonna talk first? Is but it? Then, I, I, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, is it fair to say I feel like millennials in particular are pretty generous with both time and resources, but I feel like once you hit the church that's where the skepticism comes in mm-hmm. and so I, I i'm just wondering if people generally are relatively generous with their resources but when it comes to church that's because we see yep. how many churches have mismanaged money and how many people have fallen i mean preachers and sneakers there's all that stuff so i just mm-hmm. wonder if there's like this what that am i actually be. giving toward whereas like with this individual they knew that they were donating candy so that kids could have a good time mm-hmm. to open the door to hear the gospel so there's uh-huh. there's a a captivating or a compelling why behind it. And I think John did a really good job on Sunday of explaining what the why is. And like you mentioned, Dugan, for those of us who believe in Jesus, there's this this call to doing that. But mm-hmm. even if you don't, there is a yeah, compelling Yeah, because he was like, imagine why. if right. you'd been doing this for the last 10 years, uh-huh. how you would still have freedom, security, right. all, purpose, all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, crud, what was I going to say? Your words were so brilliant, Jake, I forgot. You're so captivated, I forgot what I was going to say. No problem. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will say, 
about Heartland that I, I truly can't think of a time when we've talked about money that I've felt any sense of discomfort like, oh, oh shoot, yeah. people are going to be able to misinterpret uh-huh. this. Is, mm-hmm. Really, and I felt that. I also will say, too, just a bonus content behind the scenes. <laughs> I mean, John's joked about this, but he is... He is stingy, like in a in a super healthy way. Mm-hmm. Like he frugal, he, even yeah, he's very frugal. I mean, he mm-hmm. has even like some of his hobbies. He will, you know, he's like sells things from his previous hobby uh-huh. to uh-huh. purchase. You know what I'm saying? So oh, he's yeah. just really wise with money. Yeah. And he talks about like he runs the church budget along with the elders in mm-hmm. the same way. And truly, I, I've been a part of other churches where I've almost at inevitably at some point gone, why? Like, that's what we spent money on. Mm-hmm. Like people are tithing and we're giving, and I have just never, ever thought that here uh-huh. <laughs> because we are the team, not me, the, t- the, you know, leadership and team is like really smart and appropriately stingy. And, you know, when it comes to like loving the community, it's like, yeah, we are going to rent about house house because that will <laughs> yeah. bless the community. You know, we're going to buy candy. We're, it's yeah. like all thought through to go. We want to honor our, our volunteers and honor, the uh-huh. community and the and the heart people that come here and so every dollar that is spent is like we, you know we hold it up against the mission statement and the the core values and go if it doesn't lock in here we're not we're not mm-hmm. spending right. that money, so. yeah and that felt it was really cool to be able to talk to people because john and like our elders everyone is so transparent like there's yeah. nothing you mm-hmm. could go and sit down with them and be like talk me through this totally. and i was we were talking about that as like a group i was like and it felt really great though to be able to say like I gen- I'm like I genuinely trust it like I mm-hmm. have a budget on my team and I see exactly where everything goes and I know like the things that we don't do because we'd rather spend money at trunk or treat and totally yep. so I'm like it is it feels great to be able to be a part of a place that's like not only are they gonna is he gonna say that on stage but you could go and sit in his office and be like talk me through like dude i was and just like, he just that. like loves it and i was like and i told my mm-hmm. group i was like because there was a few of us or a few people in that group who are just about to get married or like mm-hmm. in early stages mm-hmm. of blending finances and i was like mm-hmm. legit if it's not awkward for you because he's your pastor you could sit down with him and just be like talk me like what's some like totally. good ways to think about budgeting i'm like mm-hmm. because it like it's not just he's talking in the benefit of the church i'm like he lives this out yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's why it feels safe to talk about finances here because he is leading it from that way yeah and i was like if you are here if you're questioning like i'm like most churches that are like the prosperity gospel are like really centered around money Mm -hmm. just look at like the pastor's family because that's a good sign Mm -hmm. i'm like Mm -hmm. it feels like you could kind of get the vibe on how people are spending their resources so Mm -hmm. i would say that yeah to anyone even thinking about listening like if you have questions I'm like, they're so transparent. Like there would be nothing that you could ask that would be met with a, like, you would feel like it's a shady answer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know some churches like publish their monthly budget Mm -hmm. in a bulletin, which we, Mm -hmm. we don't do, but I, I think this is even better. Exactly what you said. I know for a fact, John has met with Uh Heartlanders who are curious and he just prints our budget. Yeah, and he's like, "Here it is. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. let me talk you through it. What can I help you yeah. with?" And like, uh, n- like without hesitation. So it's mm-hmm. not like we don't not we don't not print it. We don't print stuff anyway, just for a lot of reasons. We also it's twenty twenty two. We don't. I know, I know, but it's bulletin. No, what? but I know churches still do that. And I do, yeah. we just made a decision like that's not worth the cost or the paper or whatever. But but yeah, I, I just love that. And anytime somebody's been like, "Hey, I have questions about money," John has been like, "Yeah, you want to sit down and I'll show you the." church budget and they're mm-hmm. like the real one he's like yeah and i know actually i think he's shown his personal one too where he's just going wow. here's how 
Maybe not yeah, dollars and cents. When Hannah and I first like, got married, how we, budget, we yeah. sat down with John. He was not, our premarital was in Indiana because we had mm-hmm. lived there. And so we were getting married by pastor there. And anyways, but he did a few with us just to mm-hmm. like connect with us before I even worked here. And literally like Hannah and I were like, we're nervous about budgeting and how to do that. And he like pulled up his budget. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure he had numbers in there. It was just oh, like, maybe he did, yeah. here's like, here's yeah. like this and like, here's what we do in here. And it was like so helpful. And so it's like the transparency. Probably back then his jeans budget was like huge. <laughs> I do remember him talking me through <laughs> how he budget. like strategically, they get like fun money. He's like, yes. Yeah, so we yep. str- I strategically, I'm like, I want this thing. So I save this yep. and I'm uh-huh. like, I sell this. I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, yep. I'm really, I he need used to, to be really into. Did you know people out. who were really into like the raw denim, like un. Oh cut. yeah, uh-huh. I put them shrink in the to fit or whatever. Right? Yeah, and you can't wash it for six. They months. like go in the freezer yeah. to clean. Yeah, it. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I, 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 w- I was like, okay, I'll get in on this fad, and I bought a pair, and it felt like I was wearing a picnic table. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're, well, they're like, these are so un. I was these like, are like so your grandpa's hard. jeans. Where yeah, you have you know, no, your by grandpa's one jeans were comfy and broken in, and well, it's because he had them for forty years. That's but fair. they started out. But like I'm like, why would jeans. I? Why would I spend double the cost on a pair of jeans that the company's like, we're not gonna break this in or treat it or do anything. <laughs> yeah, we are just gonna. They are really it hard. Yep, and really dip hard it pants. in quick dry cement and give it to you. Yeah, dude, I hate it. But John was really into it. And it was oh, funny because it would be after like eight months, he goes, yeah, look how broken in these are. Aren't these great? <laughs> Got these last year. Yeah. yeah. I'm right. like, it took you this long to enjoy <laughs> your jeans. I bought mine off the rack and love them. 2% spandex. You got to get that, oh, that yeah. flexibility, Stretch. you know? All right. Well, to cl- oh, that's a good, that was a good weekend update. Uh, this week, Jake, you're teaching. What are you talking about this week? Uh, this week is uh, why and how to share your story. Like how to oh, tell your oh, God story. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And actually, yes, you did share some insights that you're processing, and I it, they were, it blew my mind. I was like, I've never thought of that scripture passage. That you know, way, it's, does awesome. that happen to you where you'll you'll pick something that you want to talk about, and you'll you'll start doing the research and realize that the well is a lot deeper than you originally oh, yeah. thought. I so. call it I, when I'm writing a sermon. I call it my hook. I always got to have a hook where it's like mm-hmm. one little thing that, like I didn't know, or you probably didn't know, or a different mm-hmm. way to look at this. I was saying nice. hook, and that your hook is great. Love your. Hook. Um, are you going to like literally say this is how you share it? Uh, yeah. So if you're part of Rooted, you this week, this coming week is yeah. how and why to tell your story. So uh, they talk about the cardboard testimony, yeah. the the before you met Jesus, then you met Jesus, and your life after you met Jesus. So I'm walking people through that process, cool. which and, that takes some explanation because I don't love that. Yeah, and so I'm I'm gonna introduce that idea not uh-huh. as the way, but sure. as a way yeah. to get the ball yeah. rolling. Totally. And then what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share the story of the woman at the well and how how there was a before she met Jesus and after she met Jesus and kind of walk nice. through that a little. That's cool. So cool. Uh, do you have a quick Jake's takes before we wrap up? I do. I was I was oh, thinking okay, about this. Okay, okay. Is <laughs> uh, my take is of the things that we serve at the Thanksgiving table typically, mm-hmm. turkey is my least favorite. Agreed. Wow, that was a uh, that yeah. Was quick. I I don't disagree with that. I don't. I, why do we do turkey? It's never that. Good. It's hard to cook. It's always hard to dry. Cook so dry. Long. Right. There's a lot of dark meat that most. I don't. Its body know. is like horrible. Yeah. At the end of the meal, with. there's just a gigantic turkey. You're like dead bird carcass. You're literally right? digging it's in its body. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're shoving there, things, and it's like 
stuff. Yeah, right. And there's bones sticking out. So you're, I just yes, I agree. Yeah, that's a that's a good take. My uh, mom right. does ham for me usually. Oh, I love. Yeah, ham. I, I love, love ham. Yeah, ham's great. Right, ham is for sure. Oh, with like sometimes like like the pineapple. You put like pineapples on it for sure. Oh, oh, that's I'm, so I'm not good. about combining salt or savory and sweet, but I, oh. but I hear what you're saying. You are interesting. That's interesting. Okay. No, I can't like salted caramel. Ugh. So oh, disgusting. I don't like salted caramel. But to me, that's the same. Pineapple no, ham. No, salted like, caramel is give like Give me a fruit cup like or salty things. ham. Yeah, oh, I mean, they just feel dusty. <laughs> that's a good take. Because you're right. It feels like we get more excited about the sides that's around it. Literally turkey, everything though. else. Like yeah. we have to take turkey because whoever mm-hmm. cooked it spent 14 days making it. <laughs> that's right. Like it's been in the oven on literally 100 degrees for three days. I yeah. will say a, a dude <laughs> I worked with named Mike. He Shout out Mike. <laughs> What's yep. up, Mike? He deep fried of course a turkey. Like, yeah, Mike Herrera. Yes, I have seen that. that. That was the best turkey I've ever had. Because it's he moist. And oh, yeah. I mean, I sure. Oil. Really good. You made a turkey once that was very good. Cajun. Cajun flavoring. Oh. And that was very Cajun good. Cajun turkey. I remember I'd being be all like, Blessing, you have a little bit increased my desire. Have you turkey. ever seen like the turducken where they, they yeah. like. Only John Madden, though. Only when, when he ate the but turducken. That, but I, what? I. So they take, is it duck? Yeah. They take duck, duck and they wrap it in bacon and then put that inside the turkey and then cook it. And so then they cook it in a way that you can like literally slice it down like a cake and then you get these layers of like four <laughs> kinds of meat. Wow, yeah. vegans have it a lot. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know what? What's more? There are more there are tofurkeys. Have you, have you ever heard of those? I've yeah. tried that before. I will say, I've only been. There was a vegan restaurant in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, called, oh shoot, Green. I think it's called Green. Of course, it's called Green. Um, and they, but they had vegan versions of a whole bunch of food, hamburgers and chicken mm-hmm. wings and stuff. And they were fantastic. It's mm. the yeah, that's only how, place I've um, been like, this is really good. And then they had a dessert place right next to it and they had soft serve soy ice cream. That sound, I mean, soy ice no, cream soy, is soy gross, but no, soft, this soft serve soy ice cream was fantastic. It's called soy nami. It was um, I was just going to say green owl. Have you guys been there here in Madison? No. Uh-huh. They're, they remind me a little bit of what you're talking about. Uh-huh. It's good. They have all sorts of, it's a vegan, but it's all right. Sunny. Shout out to the vegans. I yeah. mean, you got to do it cause I'm not gonna. So <laughs> for real, <laughs> cause I can't make it taste like that at home. I'm like, I right, 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 could right. only go to a restaurant. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> God bless everyone. Who's that guy that comes to the barbecue? Everybody, here's my hamburgers. Here's my hot dogs. Here's my chicken. Here's my portobello mushroom. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to nuke this for 30 seconds because it's a fungus. <laughs> Put barbecue sauce on whatever you want, pal. All right, well, that is going to do it for our episode of the Bonus Content Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks do for letting like, us in. I was going to say, and then do we like exit people or are we like... no? <laughs> Do we like? I think we could say that though. Coming. We could say thanks for letting us in. Oh yeah, that's thanks good. for letting oh, us no. into your home, your car, your headphones, <laughs> your your ear holes, ear holes. Uh, <laughs> shout out to we got to give shout outs to people I know who listen. So Kevin Wagner told Thank me he you, listens. Kevin. Shout out to you, buddy. Courtney Cordova, she's like she a long time friend shout-outs. of the pod. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Brad Ellenfeld, who was in town. The Ellenfelds oh, yes, were in town right this on. past weekend. It was great to see them. Uh, Jason and Brittany. What's her last name? October, duh. I knew yeah. that, of course. Yeah. Jason and Brittany, shout out to them. Hey, if you listen, let us know. We'll give you a shout out. Um, this weekend. Tammy Knudsen. 
Tammy Knudsen listens? I think so. I love Tammy Knudsen. Hi, Tammy. Say hi to Rich for me. I love, I, I'm love. i friends with her husband who got his She's first hole-in-one a couple weeks ago. That's Shout a out red to letter day. <laughs> yeah. Rich Knudsen, hole-in-one. Uh, I think that's it. This week and we'll continue. Rooted. Uh, men's breakfast coming up the first Saturday in, in December. Mark that's your calendars true. for that. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, or excuse me, on Tuesday, come on in, walk in for the blood drive. Brent will welcome you. I am greeting. As there's blood spraying all over the room, apparently. <laughs> yeah, watch out, though. Duck and cover. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my Bring gosh. a poncho. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh. All right. Well, from uh, all of us behind the scenes, stay bonus, Heartland. I missed it. Good job, Brent. You want to do it again? Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do it one more time. All right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for le- welcoming us in. And from all of us behind the scenes, stay, stay bonus, bonus, Heartland. Good job, Jake. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Bonus Content Podcast. We'll see you this Sunday at Heartland, either in person or online. If you have any questions or there is anything we can do to serve you, please head to our website, weareheartland.us. Otherwise, rate and review the podcast to get a personal shout out. And we'll see you right back here next week for another episode of the Bonus Content Podcast.